welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Behind the Sofa. My name's Ollie. And I'm Kirsty. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. good. Um, I feel a bit sticky. Is it still warm? Oh, no, I mean just after watching this film. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing much going on though. No, not really. Just uh, thank you again for listening and uh, sorry this sounds like the end of the podcast but thought we'd stick it in real quick. Um, you can come and speak to us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Behind the Sofa Podcast and let us know your thoughts on the episode so far. Yeah. Um, now, this, I feel, <laughs> I feel some guilt for this episode. I feel like I led some people to believe that this film was fucking awesome. <laughs> and now upon a rewatch, I am uh, in the cold, hard light of day. Uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, so, today we're talking about society. Uh, Brian Usner. What year? 1989? 1989. Oh, interestingly, 1989 was when it came out in Europe. Didn't actually come out in the USA until 1992. I think they did like a short run of it and it really wasn't very successful. But us more cultured types or gross out types in uh, in the UK like it's got a big fan following in the UK so anyone listening that's a fan enjoy I yeah. guess well I'm, <laughs> I'm, I am you're sure you're not going to enjoy some of the things I'm about to say but uh, but yeah um so what's the plot what's the plot of this movie the plot that we we kind of alluded to last time but Ollie decided to try and keep it a little bit more secret was uh that uh it's a Beverly Hills teen who uh, discovers that his parents are part of a uh, high-class sex-death cult orgy group. And, uh, yeah, we kind of go from there. I feel like, um, you know when you introduce a friend to a different set of friends, you're like, oh yeah, they're great, they're great, and then they do something that really embarrasses you, Mm. and you just think... Oh, why'd you say that? Yeah. Uh, there's definitely there's definitely some of that going on. There are elements of this film that I still really like. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure if you can probably guess what those elements are. Uh, but basically, this film is total garbage until the last 20 minutes when it goes so batshit crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really know the, what, how do you how do you start? Um, who's it, who's it got in it? Uh, well, the main guy is Billy, whose real name is also Billy, but he does have a pretty metal surname. It's Billy Warlock, right? It is Billy Warlock. Billy Warlock. <laughs> fans of Baywatch out there, Eddie, um, Eddie and Baywatch. Yeah, Billy Warlock to me always sounds like the alter ego of like a Marvel superhero. True. Doesn't it? Like, yeah. and then Billy name. Warlock becomes the Jizzler. <laughs> it's a great name, but um, I mean, I did literally write that down, and then I, I think I wrote next to it. There's some great '80s hair in this movie. There's some great '80s everything in yeah, this movie. Yeah, it is truly '80s. Even though it was like very late '80s, so you've got that '80s '90s kind of 
going into the 90s, which was not the best time for fashion, it's, even it's, though it's pretty fashionable now, apparently. It's that, it's that, that bad spot between grow, having your hair short and then growing it long and in that crap, like, middle in between. Like, and it's not, lots of hairspray. It's not quite 80s. It's not quite 90s. It's kind of, like, in between. Of yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I wrote, I wrote down that, like, he gave me, like, a Michael J. Fox vibe, like, a um, almost like... What's the guy from Gremlins? I thought, What's I almost, he called? Um... Billy Peltzer. I can't remember the name of the actor yeah, though. Yeah. But, but he, he reminded me a little he had like a kind of Emilio Estevez kind of mm, sound to his voice as well. Yeah, I get that. I can get that. But yeah. I mean it, it it starts off like um like one of the only bits that's very much like a sort of the horror film that you think of is like the first scene he's like walking into the house like the camera is on that slightly wonky angle where you're like, like, and it's slightly lower down, so it's almost like I don't know why. Well, they I don't do, know they what do, that, they, what, why Dutch, they do that. A, a Dutch angle, I believe oh. it's called. So hey, film, film school. <laughs> that uh, twenty-one thousand pounds is uh, really coming in <laughs> handy right now. Um, yeah, um, it's weird. They, I, I don't remember. Let's just put it this way. I don't remember anything about this film other than the last twenty minutes. Yeah, and I feel like when you think back on it, you think, "Why don't Why don't I remember any of this stuff?" It's because it's trash. <laughs> it's because it's total trash, and then the end is so weird and great that you think, "Oh, okay, now that's the only part that I can possibly remember." But it is weird that they decide to 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 like start at the end. Yeah, like I they mean, have this weird like. It, the first scene is the last scene, basically. Yeah, but like interestingly, they were Brian Usner was planning to do that. So when you see him at the beginning and he's like walking into the house, he he's like creeping around. You can hear little whispers and laughs and stuff, like people are hiding. Um, and he's like creep, he's creeped out, and so he goes into the kitchen, gets a knife, um, and then is like wandering around the house looking for looking for people, and uh, and then you know it turns out it's it's more like oh he's just being paranoid. What they were going to do is that, like, this scene pretty much happens later on in the film when he started to work out that that all of these things are happening. And he pretty much does the exact same thing again. And what it was going to be is that the first, that part of the film, it was going to be, like, um, like a flash forward, I think it was. But then they just decided to do it so that it was, like, two separate occasions where he walks into the house, thinks that there's people there, creeps into the kitchen, grabs a knife... Um, as like oh, a f- really? I thought it was, yeah, it was I thought meant that to was... be like a foreshadowing of what <laughs> happened. It's I thought it was like the, I thought it was the same scene, and no, they just like no, cut no, no. back. No, it's like because then the next day he's like, I'm fine. He's, no, it's there's like nothing two wrong with him. Occasions, yeah. Wow, well, mm-hmm. that's I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, but, I'm not sure I'm into that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, like I was saying earlier about like how I got like the guy from Gremlins vibe, but I actually got like a whole Gremlins vibe from this, like a pre. You know, like um, like the Pelter family and the Gremlins are like everyone's fine and everyone gets on really well. And he's he's like a oh, teenager, they're, they're but he way gets way creepier than the yeah, Pelters. Yeah, but it starts off like everyone's real friendly and wholesome, and they all get on together. And the brother and sister, who would normally in a movie like this be like at each other's throats and screaming and all of that, they're like really supportive and you know like everyone's friendly and all of that. And then um. Yeah, they're like preparing for his sister's coming out party, which is another weird thing in itself. The whole yeah. debutant presenting. What, what is it? I don't. Right. I never. I've never really understood it. Is is it like, it's you're, like a... you're available to date? Uh, you're available for marriage. 
marriage. Yeah, so it's like, like a high sixteen. Yeah, so it's like a high society thing. So like a coming out thing, or like a debutante ball, or a deb, or whatever you call it. I think it was like in the. It's all over America, or it was, and it used to be in the UK till old uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Thanks very much, Liz. Um, she decided that she was going to do away with all of that because it was naturally absolute load of rubbish. But yeah, basically, like who these... says the monarchy never do anything? <laughs> the uh, the yeah, like young young girls from high society families and super rich families and super I don't know famous families, I guess. Um, they all have like this big ball thing where like they get paraded around literally in front of like all of these people, and they have like one or two like male you know like uh what they i think they actually call them escorts but they're not escorts in the way that you would maybe think um is it like the bachelor that's what it sounds like they give them a rose <laughs> at the end of the night and it's like maybe they go maybe. to make out I've, lagoon I've never, or wherever the I've, fuck n- i've never been to one but um but yeah so i mean they're making a big thing about the fact that like you know this will be her joining society and they have all of these oh, nods man, to they, becoming the, you're making you're gonna make a wonderful contribution to society you hear they may as well look this. at the camera every time they say the word society and just wink. it makes you think of arrested development yeah. where it's like arrested development hey that's the name of the show yeah but um yeah i mean it's all uh you know like the the underlying thing here is basically like classist you know um everything that's that's going on with billy is all to do with like class classist stuff like you know his parents don't like his friend because his friend isn't from like the fancy families and stuff they they want him to be student body president so that he's you know like really important in school and his girlfriend wants him to get into like the 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 parties of the really popular rich kids and stuff so it's all about like working your way up the ladder in different ways that yeah, was what got, i saw about it's, it it's beverly hills as well so it's supposed to be like uh beverly hills 90210 90210 kind of era yeah where it's you know what i mean if you've seen any any teen movie from the 80s or 90s you know exactly what it's going on yeah. but there's one thing that makes it slightly different is that there's obviously this kind of classism and so um like popularity that the film tries to deal with but then there's this paranoia okay so the, mm. the whole thing is about like paranoia the kids sees a psychiatrist who's like the most fucking laid back he's wearing a jogging suit i was like <laughs> i doubt your credentials if you're a psychiatrist wearing a jogging suit it's like he looks like tony soprano i want them i want them better dressed than that if they're going to be sorting yeah. out my brain yeah exactly um but yeah, so the one of the one of the themes I guess that runs through this whole thing is this paranoia, this kind of uh, what lies beneath the surface of the the pristine surface of the rich and famous. Yeah, um, they, I mean they go to a big amount of trouble to basically gaslight Billy and be like, "No, you're crazy. You're paranoid. Yeah, there's nothing going on. What, what the hell are you talking about? Like they go to the point of like switching out cars and um, causing faking accidents, murders. faking deaths, and yeah, it's a lot. I mean, yeah. The thing that disturbed me the most from the f- from from the opening of the film is there's a, f- a scene set on the beach. You remember the one? Yeah, yeah. So it's the one where um, what's the name of the friend? Teddy. I can't. His, re- his friendly friend? No, no. Oh, the one the, who's like, the one Teddy who's Ferguson. Or... Teddy Ferguson. Yeah. So Teddy Ferguson is the is the kind of hobnobbing rich kid who everyone wants to go to his party, um, and which he and... invites people to by telegram, by the way. 
I feel like he was fucking with him when he was invited <laughs> by Telegram. I feel like he was making a big deal out of it. You was... are cordially invited. Yeah, blah, blah, exactly. Blah, yeah. The thing that disturbed me most about that scene, though, um, and this is just goes to show how little I was invested in the first hour of this movie, <laughs> was I was uh, really disturbed by the fact that there was a pigeon on the beach. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> You don't belong here. <laughs> Get out of here, pigeon. You don't belong on the beach. This is seagull territory. It was uh, yeah. something really weird about seeing a pigeon out of its natural habitat. But there I love you go. that that's the bit that weirded you out. Well, there was very film. little, to be fair, there's very little else going on. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, Billy gets to go to, like, the fancy party without his girlfriend, who I thought was hilarious. She's, like, proper grumpy malibu barbie yeah yeah she was hilarious so teddy ferguson throws the shittest party he does it's just oh like my God, it's there's so... a pool there's and a... people are standing around like old people at a party and... lots of canapes with grapes on top of yeah, them as well no, that's no I good was like, no. but there's also seemingly about 20 people yeah at this For giant like... mansion party yeah so is it meant like, to be like lame. exclusive elite or is that the only people that were like oh, i don't want to well, go well i guess if, if you're fucking inviting everyone by telegram yeah. well, <laughs> This is not great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So he gets to meet um Clarissa, who is like a Phoebe Cates type. She looks. Oh, like... she wishes she's yeah. a Phoebe Cates type. <laughs> but um, yeah. He he meets her and uh, yeah. It all starts to go a little bit strange. Um. She. Uh. They they totally do it. There's, there's like nudity and stuff. That's one of the, the the only disturbing and cool parts of the um of the entire front end of the movie is when you see uh, Clarissa mm. and she's laying in bed and she's facing towards Billy, but then you realise that her butt and legs are backwards. Yeah, and I was like, Bleh. that's like it, it kind of it was a real shock to the system in what was. But then. Even the the words, like if you're listening to the to the script, because it is just like what, like some of the scripts, like if you were to read it, you're like, they're just saying words. They don't actually add anything to the movie or make sense. Like he says something like, "You were at a funny angle," and she goes, "Oh, Billy, you're so silly," or <laughs> "You're so sweet," or something like that. I'm like, what does that mean? That's not Do, relevant. Here's the thing, though. At this point, um. Blanchard. Okay, so basically, yeah. there's this guy, and he was formerly going out with Billy's sister, yeah. and Jenny. he's he's kind of gone a bit crazy, so uh, or, or so, or things. has he? Mm. So he thinks that he knows, um, and he tells Billy about uh, that his family are in this kind of like secret cult, and they're all having sex with each other, and there's mm. incest and violence and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Mm. And he has recorded it and he puts it on the tape. Um, and then Billy gives the tape to his psychiatrist. And then when he comes back, the tape has changed and it's not the same. It's just it's talk- not the- them talking completely innocuously yeah. about but, um, his sister's coming out party. But all, it, all this goes to show, and so, you know what I mean? Billy is in a terrible place when he goes to Ted Ferguson's party. He's paranoid he thinks his sister is having an incestuous affair with his mum and dad and then billy Fer- and ted ferguson basically says to him yeah you're right i fucked your sister and then your mum and dad fucked your sister and then everyone else had sex with your sister as well <laughs> and knowing all of this billy still is like well 
I got a bit of a horn on, so I'm going to go and yeah. have sex with Clarissa. I was like, you can't be that bothered to be. <laughs> it does is kind of like testament to the fucking hormones of a teenage boy that he will literally overlook yeah, the well. incest death cult that his family are a part of and be like. Well, this Phoebe Cates looking girl's kind of hot, so uh, <laughs> I guess I'll be doing it with yep. her then. And then, uh, yeah, uh, so they do it, and then, um, uh, yeah, it all becomes a little bit strange. And then someone who you'd seen on the beach earlier, but you were just, I just thought that it was like a throwaway kind of thing of, like, you know, um, how they, they're like, ah, oh, we're going to put like a, um, you know, like a, a, a fat person in this in this movie to just be funny but then she shows up a bit later and it turns out to be clarissa's mother what is what, what? is that about like I, it's Kirstie, just got you're, no... asking, you're asking me Kirsty, yeah. like i have any kind of idea so like the only thing that i can think of is that they decided that they wanted to have some like john waters-esque kind of character in there who's like made up to the nines with like hair to the heavens and everything I mean, she is great, like... But she has, like, she three just... different shades in her hair. Yeah. And also she's... Obsessed with hair. But but she doesn't... The, the, isn't the only word she says is hair? Yeah. And, like, she loves touching She's kind of like a Frankenstein's and, like, rip... monster. Yeah. But that's the thing. I was trying to work out what it was about, because she... There's certain bits, like, I mean, some of the bits that we'll go into later, where there is hair kind of involved, like, someone, like, yeah, like nibbles, nibbles off a bit of hair stuff. and, like pulls out a bit of hair from their mouth or whatever and she's obsessed with hair but it's never explained like what is it are we supposed to understand what like the hair I wonder, thing is well okay let's let's pull this apart so spoilers <laughs> <laughs> if you have Clarissa turns it. out to be one of them yeah and the whole thing is that you know Billy's like oh you're aliens and they're like oh no we're not aliens we've been on this planet longer than you have and we are bloodline runs all the way back to Julius Caesar and it's, you know, probably even longer than that. So if Clarissa is one of them, that would mean that her mother is also one of them? Yeah. So, I mean, so maybe, maybe it's literally like an inbreeding thing. Like, maybe she's kind of like inbred and... Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that, like, I, I was just like, did she not agree with it uh, and so they just drug her to keep her quiet? Or, um, you know, in a horrible way, was she considered to be, like, not attractive enough? Because all the other women who were involved are I don't think so, because like... if you have a look at that party, there's plenty of... Uh... There's a lot of old people. There's plenty of fours and fives. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so that one's really not explained, apart from, like, you know, what people might might have considered, like, comedic value. I don't know. Like, I just don't... Yeah, I just didn't really get it. So, I mean, um, yeah, so they... They all uh, come after Billy, basically, and, like, drug him. And then he ends up in the hospital. And, like, by this time, he's, like, been hallucinating stuff. And everyone's like, no, no, you're not, you're not seeing anything. And, it, you know, like, it, oh, it's the, all fine. Well, he's not seeing anything. They basically, uh, he goes to have a meeting with one of his rivals in the woods. Yeah, and his, like, I know like, stuff. I know some secrets, so come meet me in the woods. Uh, and he turns up, and this guy appears to be dead. Like he's had his throat slit, mm-hmm. um, and then that scene was just bizarre. It was like they'd let all the fucking air out of the tires. <laughs> like it was going nowhere. It was so slow and like unimpactful. You know what I mean? Like there was no kind of cut and thrust and excitement to it. It was just a guy running around nondescript woodland, 
on with, a soundstage, with the... quite clearly a soundstage you, you as well. You think so? Yeah, or like it was just it had that smoke machine kind of feel to it. Oh yeah, there was, was definitely some like, smoke machines yeah. going on. But it had the, and has the corniest music as well. Yeah, it's not like we were talking of. Oh, what did we watch last week? It follows. Oh yeah, so we were talking about the like cool eighties. I feel like. <laughs> Things like It Follows and Stranger Things have a lot to answer for when they make uh, synth music from the 80s seem really cool. Because nine times out of ten, synth music from the 80s was total trash. This wasn't too much synth, it was just pure keyboard, which is, just makes it worse. Yeah, it was um, awful. Truly, truly awful. But, yeah. but like I said, there's no... The whole thing about that this first hour and a bit of the movie is there's just no... like impact there's no thrust there's no like drive or excitement in anything everything seems so like underplayed and weird but that's the thing like if you didn't have like which we will get onto like the last 15 20 minutes of the film it would literally be like a teen mystery it would be like a hardy boys of the the worst yeah it'd be like a scooby-doo yeah straight to video yeah it's really weird it's just it's just weird but um i mean yeah so at this point like billy's trying to work out if he is crazy he has like the second time around of like sneaking around the house with a knife and the first time was real like oh billy you're just paranoid you know nothing's going on what are you talking about and then in this time they're just like no actually everything that you're thinking is totally real like you know this is happening and so they drug him and then he gets taken to the hospital and it's basically meant to be that like just like Blanchard like the the guy who was like I know things and I've got secrets and like I know what's going on um got like killed but no one saw the body or no one saw his face um and they go to his funeral and it's quite clear that like it's possibly not him like in the coffin oh yeah they like poke his face and, like <laughs> as you do that when you're at, when you're at an open casket funeral please don't do that if you ever go to an open casket funeral don't, don't poke, poke faces don't poke faces um so yeah they're they're like okay so it reminded me of like saying i like fucking curb your enthusiasm yeah like, i didn't know larry and jeff happen. standing at the casket and then they just like poke the face yeah and it was, i could imagine that happening yeah. but yeah so um so again yeah billy gets um taken to uh taken to the hospital and his friend milo goes uh goes to the hospital to look for him and the nurse is just like are you just gonna have to go down to the morgue like the wonderful bedside manner of nurses in horror films (laughs) it's just the worst so um yeah so then he's in hospital for what seems like about 10 minutes hooked up to a drip uh rips himself uh, rips all the bits out of the drip, grabs his clothes, walks out of the hospital where his car and Milo are waiting, and then he gets in the car, says something weird about you know like how he knows everything's going on. At this now. point, I was like, I couldn't remember. I was like, has he been replaced? Yeah, because he was very much like, let's go. Like well, everything's they, cool. They kind of make it so. Petri is that the guy's name? The Petri. guy who cut. His, yeah, yeah, so the guy who you thought was dead earlier, Petrie, and then he turns up at school and everyone laughs at Billy because they're like, "Ah, oh, Billy, you're crazy. You mm. thought you said he was murdered." Mm. At this point, if you'd never seen the film, did you think it's like it was like, um, well, like a I, pod I, person kind I mean, of like I, yeah, deal? I wrote down. I was like, um, like, is Billy crazy? Like, I. I said, you know, it, when he gets out of the hospital, and I literally wrote, like, is he brainwashed slash on drugs slash finally lost his mind? Or is he, like, he's, you know, doing that thing where people go a little bit off the edge and they're like, no, I'm finally thinking clearly now. Mm. Like, I know I know what's going on. And everyone else thinks that they're, that they're losing their mind. It's funny because having seen it twice now, what, what occurred to me the second time, like, what I probably would have thought is 
that they're being replaced like like pod pe- people yeah exactly like, that would be cool i mean maybe that's what they were trying to do well, it, to like, as I like saw a someone, bit of a i saw someone compare this movie to the stepford wives hmm. which i think it's because everybody like you said you know that they're, whole- no, they're all like wholesome and friendly and stuff i mean he took his um uh inspiration for like the paranoia from uh rosemary's baby and the spiral staircase i haven't seen the spiral staircase but it's like that whole you, you know like, like i said it's just like full-on 100 percent gaslighting like yeah letting people see things and then changing it around completely and just being like now nah, you're crazy like uh, and and then by the end they're like am i crazy i must be crazy like this is what's going on so basically, Billy, uh, Billy's doing all of this, and and then uh, he he gets in his car. He says something really ambiguous to Milo, and then drives away. And Milo's just left there, standing, staring after him as he drives off. And then literally about five minutes later, they do the exact same thing. So Billy's in the car, turns around to Milo, says something, and then just drives away. And Milo's like, I'm like, you yeah. just leave your friend just like wandering <laughs> around. You know, it's it's just bizarre. But but then he. The strangest part is he decides to drive back to his parents' house. Yep, he goes back to the parents' house, and that's when you have like the second scene of them wandering in with a knife. And I think the only the only good thing about the fact that you've got that twice is that at the beginning it was like you are totally paranoid, and then in this one it's like no, all of the things that you thought you were paranoid about totally real, like is completely happening. So literally everyone um, in their you know like in their sort of high society group or whatever the hell you would call it is at the house and they're like applauding everyone like fantastic show you did a great job you know like you're all great and you know like they were like putting on the they'd been putting on this performance the whole time and you're like what the hell is going on guys this wasn't the fucking truman show come on what the hell is going on don't pat yourself on the back too hard and then um yeah and then they do the whole thing that we talked about before where it's like um uh you know we're not aliens we've been here before you um you have to be i think he was just like you know you have to be born into society and then it's like you know society there are like three key phrases up. that they repeat so often like becoming a member of society great it's, all a, it's all about a great yeah great, great contribution to society and also it's a matter of breeding yeah so they're all like, a matter of breeding really. yeah there are like two or three and like phrases you have that to just live you have to live over by society's rules. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, they really fucking run those ones up the up the flagpole. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then it all uh goes into shunting, and then the fun begins. Yeah. So this is literally like I wanted to see where this came from because like there's really not anything like earlier on in the film that's particularly gore filled or horrific to see or anything like that so i literally set a timer when like this began just so i could work it out i was just like literally like the last 15 to 17 minutes of the film are completely batshit well the (laughs) first the the way i found out about this movie was i think it was either a total film or an empire article that was like the 50 or 20 most disturbing films of all time Mm. and this is at number one just dis- because of the last 17 minutes yep. i would say it's disturbing mm. um it's gross i mean it's like fucking fun though it <laughs> My is gross God. it's just funny like you know there, there's films that i've watched before that are gross and they will make me like go ugh. and this one i sort of did that but then laughed straight afterwards it's like 
everyone. It's so grotesque and outrageous that you have to laugh. Though. Yeah. I can't. I, you know, I mean, I've seen some gross films in my time that are like have no humor to them. I feel like I feel like the humor is what kind of yeah makes it palatable. Yeah. So basically, uh, the Blue Danube is playing in the background, so it's like nice, calming. Uh, classical music and then uh, yeah they all start uh, getting undressed and uh, literally look like they're covered in lube yeah (laughs) and uh, yeah then uh, just start like stroking each other and then all of a sudden you notice that where they're stroking each other they're actually like poking their fingers into people's arms and And backs and butts and things and I was like those are the bits that I was like, ugh, <laughs> and then laugh. Yeah, when they start, f- pun intended, fingering that guy's butt. Yeah, I was like, ugh, <laughs> like uh, yeah, that bit is pretty. It's grim. almost like slime, like yeah. gak or something yeah, like that, like really when you're gross. a kid. But yeah, so basically, they've got Billy in some kind of like dog catcher leash thing, like the leash on a pole with the with the hoop the loop around his neck, and they're like holding him down, telling him basically that like you know what happens to Blanchard, who's also there by the way. Yeah, so they they totally faked his death. Um, so he's the first that happens, and and like essentially they get everyone um, kind of attaches themselves to him. Uh, and yeah, yeah, so basically their flesh and Blanchard's flesh become one. So lots of people like with suction cut mouths, <laughs> lots of arms and fingers that kind of like fuse into the skin of the person that they're touching. Um, like as everyone's covered in sticky lube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's the name? What's the guy? Is he like a senator or a congressman or a mayor or something? Yeah, he's like basically a the guy. The guy, guy who's like the high up, who's in charge that you've seen a couple of times during the film. He is kind of like the head of the orgy, and he says, um, uh, what is it? The thrill of the hunt, the taste of the shunt. So I guess what well, this thing that they're, they're calling this orgy, the shunt, shunt and, they, and they say it a bunch of times as well. So I was like, cool, I like it. Okay. Um, but it leads to the funniest, for my mind, and when I say funny, I mean kind of troubling but it's just so outrageous i know what you you if you describe it to someone they're like that's disgusting get out of my house um <laughs> but, but, you're watching but, it, but when you're watching funny. it it's you can't you can't take it seriously mm. he basically puts his hand up this guy's butt up blanchard's butt and goes out of his mouth and his eyes pop out yeah. and everything it's so outrageous and then after that the whole thing just descends into a mass orgy of people attached to one another and they all basically become one mm. weird giant, kind of like multi-limbed giant... thing yeah um what did you think of the makeup like the the like the the, like the, the, the creature, creature like rubber bladder effects and weird like slime and i thought it was pretty good i mean you know like considering like what year it was i mean like i i also enjoyed the fact very much that when they were talking about like the um uh the what did they call it wait 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 surrealistic makeup effects that were by a guy that is in the beginning of the credits as screaming mad george which i think is the greatest name ever um so he was basically he said that he was it's a japanese um uh makeup not makeup artist like prosthetic um uh creator uh it's called uh joji tani 
or Tani Joji, depending on um, whether it's uh, English or Japanese. And he said he was inspired by Dali in this. And he also did the um, prosthetics and the, the special effects and stuff, the practical effects for Big Trouble in Little China, um, Predator, and Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. Cool. So, so he knows he knows what he's doing. He knows his yeah. disgusting pink sticky onions. Yes. For me, it's great. I love it so much. I think there's so much creativity that's gone into it. I can, you can tell that Brian Usner, the director, um, basically sat down with Screaming Mad George and was like, let's just go hog fucking wild. Yeah. At one point, <laughs> Billy's psychiatrist, who he's having a bit of a showdown with, turns into a fist. Yeah, he, like, his, his whole head... head turns into a giant fist, like a flicking yeah. hand. Isn't it like an AOK? Yeah. Like, like an a... AOK hand. Yeah. Um, then he goes into the bedroom and sees his mum and dad and sister all engaged in some kind of weird sex thing together. Like uh, the mum and the sister are joined together. They become basically like... Was it like hands for feet? Yeah, arms for legs, and and then the... a sister's head pops out of the crotch. Yeah, which is yeah. And then earlier on in the film, Billy has called his dad a fucking butthead. Fuck you, butthead. Fuck you, butt. <laughs> and then you see uh, Billy's dad with his face coming out of his butt. Yep. Um. It now would it would it interest you in finding out, and it would probably answer a lot of your questions with regard to the rest of the film. That they basically back engineered the plot points based on the special effects, which is probably where the butthead came from. It would so not surprise like, me one hey, little bit. Let's work in butthead, and then it will be really funny when he is actually a butthead. It was yeah. that would not surprise me yeah. even in the slightest. <laughs> um, then you know, I mean, the the end just kind of peters out. If I'm honest, mm. like there's so much cool, weird, sloppy, gooey effects. And then, you know, Billy manages to break free. No, he doesn't break free. This oh, no, is wait, bit doesn't. Really oh, okay. Uh, no, right, wait. So they're, he has they're a showdown. This, they're having, yeah, but they're having this mad orgy, right? All of this is going on, and like, they're going real in so you can see all of this stuff, right? And at the time, like, Clarissa is basically trying to battle with herself internally as to whether she is one of them or whether she wants to be with Billy. So during this entire time, while everybody's doing all of their stuff, um,. She's literally got him, like, she's holding him with this leash thing. And then when they've stopped and they've started to sort of, you know, like, gather themselves together, literally, um, she then lets him go and goes, you know, Billy, run. I love you. And why? I'm like, How? How like, do you Why did him? you not let him go while all of the stuff was going on, when everybody's occupied and all, like, joined together and stuff? But also, and you, you, just, away? you just don't buy for one second... That those two characters have any feelings for each other. I know they had sex, but they are basically like 17, 18 year old kids. Yeah. So it's like, I love you so much. I was like, I didn't buy it in no. the slightest that that was the. It could have just been, you know, he breaks free. It mm-hmm. could have been anything. But the the fact that Clarissa turns out to be good, I was like, no, I'm not buying it. No. And, um,. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, then basically they. Uh, yeah, Billy has a, a showdown with Big Ted. Ted the Tycoon, um, and uh, yeah, they're they're having a big old uh, a big old fight, and basically getting towards the end, Billy does the same thing to him that the uh, judge senator high up guy did earlier, shoves his hand up his butt, 
all the way out his mouth, his eyes pop out, and then he pulls him by his jaw inside out. It was fucking great. And there's like <laughs> worms so and like oh my god, it's it was so ridiculous. good. But then it's they ridiculous. all, but then they all just wuss out. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, like, there's oh, like okay. dozen. There are got to be fifty people in that orgy, and they're all just like, well, let's not mess with this kid now. They're like the He's next beating up one kid. Yeah, they're like the next up and coming guy who was going to be like oh. And they make it. They make like a like a, a euphemism because they're like, oh, you know, well, uh, Ted's Ted's. Uh, you know, I, I've been telling Ted that you know that um, I'm going to have an opening in Washington, and it's like meant to be like a sexual innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, they all kind of back off, and then uh, they like escape into the night, and then they're just like, oh, okay, so now I'm going to have another opening in Washington, and then it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Now, <laughs> does the last 20 minutes make up for the first hour? Mm, I'd say it's worth a watch, but it's not great. Now, I'm I'm often... A, I would never normally say... Sometimes I'm, I'm around at someone's house and they'll be like, oh yeah, um, let's watch this movie, but let's just watch certain key scenes from it. That doesn't do it for me. This is the one case I can think of where I'd say, just skip the first hour and <laughs> just go straight to the last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't make up... It, it just about makes up for the first hour. Yeah. I would say to some, you have to watch it at least once. Um, and then if you're ever going to watch it again, you have just always cut straight to the last 20 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the, the beginning isn't exciting it's the acting is mm, so so yeah. i would not say it's bad but it's certainly not great i mean the if you love is, like trash is... films if you love trash then like you know like if you enjoy laughing at how but it's not even so but it's not even be. so bad that it's good like the first part i just thought it's just it commits the cardinal sin which is just being dull yeah, like it's just kind of boring. Just like for bits. a film that's so crazy <laughs> in the last twenty minutes, it, the beginning hour has no right to be that boring. Like it, it doesn't have any of the like the film we talk, mentioned earlier, like Stepford Wise, doesn't have that same kind of um, uh, subversive kind of like interesting take. Yeah, it's just you know what I mean. It's not it's not as clever as it thinks it is. That's yeah. a damn sure. It's kind of like he's trying to make a point about how the rich feed off the poor and it's been going on like this for, for centuries and you know for thousands of years um, but that's kind of it there's no sort of there's no flip side there's no kind of like oh you could read it like this there's only one way to read the film yeah and it's it just all class like I said it's all class system and like you know we're with higher ups and everything and it's that's that's it it's not it doesn't really I didn't feel like any kind of connection to any of the characters. I didn't feel like I was happy that Billy got away at the end or anything no. like that. It was just like, mm-hmm. I don't really care. So, yeah. Um, for the special effects, yeah. Um, for the actual film itself, no. The fact... So what What number is this on the list? 95? 95, yeah. 95, no way. Yeah. No We're going to have to have a little bit of a rejig. Now, I know we rejigged them previously, and I was going to try and write... Uh, I, I, I haven't a chance to jot down like where things had moved to. Well, maybe when we get to 90, 
we'll we'll have a, yeah, bit we'll of a have rejig. rejig. We'll have a rejig every ten just yeah. to see what's going on. So um we'll but go for, back for me, this is the worst film we've watched so far. <laughs> with with maybe the best ending of of all the films we've watched so far. But I just can't <laughs> you can't forgive it the sin of just being so boring at the start. Yeah. Up until the end. And otherwise it's like I said, it's just like a team film. But a crap one at yeah. that. It's not like clueless you know what i mean if it had been clueless at the start and then it had, <laughs> and then it had turned into a weird set, would, a weird orgy at the end i would have been like whoa this film's awesome i would i would watch that what it should have been is almost like heathers oh it should have been film. like it should have been heathers but with this at the end uh. someone should make remake this film but just the first hour yeah and then, you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll get Billy Warlock back. We'll run the Marvel de aging computer over him, and we'll and we'll just slap on a whole new hour at the at the front end, and then just stick the normal ending on it. Agreed. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I've not really got much more to say about this. Like Ooh. I said, it's just not there's there's no depth to it. It just doesn't have the depth that you want from it. it doesn't have that kind of edge to it. Everything just feels flat. Until you get to the last 20. I don't know how many more times I can say it, but yeah, there you go. That, that's pretty any, much it. You got any facts? I do have some facts. So, they made the conscious decision not to use blood during the shunting. Oh, because God, they that were, would have been so gross if it had yeah, blood in it. But they were, yeah, they were worried that like it would cause issues with sensors and stuff. And so, if they can you imagine if they'd use blood and they cut loads well, of shit it, out it wouldn't from be the funny end? If, it wouldn't be funny if there was blood yeah, in it. And the only reason this film flies is that it has a really funny ending. <laughs> Pretty much, but yeah, it would be totally grim. And like I said, if they if they did start cutting stuff out, if the sensors started cutting stuff out, it would just possibly make this film worse. So well, if the yeah. sensors are going to fucking cut anything out, they should cut the first hour out. But there you go. <laughs> you are not going to let this go, are you? No. <laughs> he is mad. Um, so the girl who played Clarissa, uh, real name Devin DeVazquez, would it surprise you if I was to tell you that in the late eighties she dated Prince? No way. Yeah, she she, totally she almost kind of has like a bit of an Apollonia quality to yeah, her. Yeah, she's got the she wears the black. She's got like the the hair. I can see yeah, her she's a very of, like, prince with a lacy pair of fingerless gloves on at exactly. some point. Exactly. Yeah, she looks. Yeah, she looks the part definitely. But like this didn't actually come out until after Prince had died. So. You know, not saying that she's fibbing, but you know, we, we've got no oh, what, really the, the information. Else. Yeah, she did like, like an interview with um, like some magazine or whatever, and just like ha- casually dropped in that she dated Prince in the late eighties. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um. But like I said, she looks. She definitely looks like a Prince type. Don't you think? Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. Uh, another interesting fact is the um, the title track that you hear at the beginning when you start seeing a little bit. Yeah, that's one thing. In the beginning of the credits, you see shapes and things but you don't really know what's going on but it's obviously meant to be like now, writhing you've figures never, now, and stuff. as you'd never seen it until this time yeah did that beginning give anything away to you mm-hmm. were you like I think I know what's going to happen no it didn't give away like just how far they were going to go um, but it did it did make me think you know like that there are like weird <laughs> dysmorphic figures and what were stuff. you thinking all throughout the beginning of the film were you like, just like when are they gonna the... get to the fireworks factory <laughs> come on 
But were you thinking, why the fuck is Ollie? Why is everyone saying this film is so disturbing? Yeah, because I was like, what is happening? Like, Did you have like, what was your on? guess of what was going to happen? Well, when they said it was like an orgy cult, death cult but, type so, thing, so, I was so until just like, that... okay, so I was hoping that it would be like um, some kind of like uh, amazing sacrifice. Ancient, yeah, like ritual wide shut, kind of like yeah. everyone wearing weird masks. Yeah. And well, I mean, like you do, each other and you then do killing get, each other. You do kind of get that feeling, like just from walking through, like the, um, like the the Whitney's, like Billy Whitney, walking through the Whitney's house. They've got that big, uh, marble lobby area with like the focal table in the middle, middle with some kind of like clock globe thing, and you know, it looks very like the type of mansion that you would have like in an eyes wide shut type film so i got that and then it just kind of devolved into like insanity essentially okay um but it's good because because having knowing what happens at the end Mm. when i was watching the credits the opening credits this time i was like oh my god like even i remember the dvd i used to have of this movie had um the butthead image on the front of it ah. and i was like dude it's like the best fucking yeah, part like ruined it yeah but yeah um yeah going back to the like the uh like the credit sequence at the beginning you can hear someone singing in the background and they've got a song playing you know like a a night you know like a nice sounding song while all these like disturbing images and stuff are sort of blurring around in the background and it's actually the school song for eton college playing that has the word society so in it somewhere and it's They're like fucking yeah. Boris Johnson and David Cameron are writhing around <sighs> don't that's even grosser than the, heads no, up bots no, that's even grosser than the film sorry um the uh hospital was the same one that was used in Halloween 2 I know it I, and I, if I'm right I think that Billy Warlock was actually in Halloween 2 he was in Halloween 2 yeah so that and that hospital plus there was a whole bunch of things that people were saying about like I think that um that in Stranger Things in the third season, not giving anything away for anyone who's not watched it yet, but like I think the hospital or at least the logo for the hospital is used on the front of like the Hawkins hospital that you see at some point during the episode. So it's just one that keeps popping up every so often, so it's kinda cool. Um the final one I've got, which I thought was pretty freaking cool, and like given that um people are talking at the moment about the new Dark Crystal that's coming out Mm -hmm. and how they decided to go for puppets over cgi which i'm very glad about but it did also mean like obviously the amount of money and the amount of time that went into it as well but with this it was the same kind of setup that they they went with like puppets and this used for the creature in the final scene it used 12 puppeteers who were under the floor moving the creature around and that's the, the, the big, same the big orgy yeah creature. yeah yeah cool. so 12 puppeteers underneath the floor moving that thing around and they're doing the same uh the same idea in dark crystal where it's like there's puppeteers under the floor so they have oh to god, build the sound stage up like oh big, my god no there's a big fucking no, 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 no. gelfling orgy no, scene no 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 no, no. <laughs> don't ruin this <laughs> don't ruin this but yeah so they built up the sound stage and basically had like these people like moving around under the floor like moving arms and limbs and stuff so yeah yeah well i'll never look at the dark crystal the same way ever again sorry ruined oh, it gross. um but yeah, so not my fave. Uh, did it shit you up? It did not shit me up. It made me um, like gross out laugh. 
that was it it made me laugh the th- the best thing you can say about this film is that it's funny yeah and even then it's only funny in the last 20 minutes yeah i wish that some of that kind of <sighs> subversive weird gross out humor had been in the first hour of it yeah um but i can't keep beating up on that on that no. first part no. um so, not yeah. my favourite. No. Definitely worth a watch if you want to see something real fucked up, though. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think you should watch it, but it's it's not my favourite. But, but yeah. So, um, what else we got? Got next week. Now, next week, worlds collide. <laughs> Anyone that doesn't know, I used to do, a, still do, sort of, until the last episode comes out. Uh, another podcast called TV Party with uh, a couple of guys I I used to go to film school with one of those people is my lovely lovely friend Charlie Um, and he's going to come on and he's going to be a guest and we're going to be talking about episode 94 uh, or number 94 on the list is Scream (sighs) Scream. 1996 I feel like you don't even need a synopsis if you're listening to this podcast you have seen Scream yep um, basically, mass killer terrorizes teenagers. Yay! The classic slasher tropes. Um, I'm so looking forward to this yeah. one. Our first guests, and it's uh, Charlie. And it's a film. What did you like? Scream? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Of course, I fucking did. I mean, uh, even if it, you know, like, it's just it's become like a weird modern classic, don't you think? But the th- here's the thing, and I'm. here's the the thing here's the thing it's very 90s and I'm kind that's the one thing that I'm thinking might go against it am I going to watch it and think Jesus Christ this is so of its time maybe but I mean I have like a weird nostalgia for it I think you love 90s movies though Mm. you love don't give me that you Empire Records Empire Records is good The Craft the craft is also good. What are some other ones? Anyone? Clueless. Yeah. No, you like, you like Clueless. I, I like don't Airheads. Like... You you mentioned Clueless earlier. I'm so not, I'm, I'm not I'm a Clueless. I think I've ever seen Clueless the whole way through. Yeah. Exactly. Fine. Anyway. So, so yeah. So make sure you tune in next week um, for Scream with our first guest, Charlie. Um, yeah. So we'll be reviewing Scream. And thanks so much for listening. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Behind the Sofa Podcast. Please let us know if you uh, agree with our uh, discussion on society. Um, and uh, what else can we do? Uh, if you go to tinyurl.com slash Behind the Sofa Podcast or Behind the Sofa Episodes or Behind the Sofa Vision, then you can find all of the episodes so far. And if we can find um the the movies that we're reviewing online if we can find them online anywhere then we'll tell you where you can find them so yeah yeah so uh i'm looking forward to next week yeah and uh it's good night from ollie (laughs) and from behind the sofa good night